3: in that moment, I just knew this is something else.
0: Nature's deadliest organisms.
4: I could tell, look on his face, wasn't good. They can hijack our bodies. Definitely the worst case scenario for uh, women is having an affected child. Disable our immune systems.
5: Now we're worried
4: because
5: we didn't know what it might be. And eat us from within.
6: It felt like I had somebody on the inside digging their nails into me.
0: For those infected, they are the monsters inside me. St. Peter's, Missouri, is home to Todd and Lisa Bricker. Lisa and
1: I met at the local pool when I was 14 and she was 15. It's just a great
0: ride.
7: I think we're a good match because we're not exactly the same, so we balance each other out pretty good.
0: Lisa works for the Postal Service, while Todd is a project manager at a construction firm. The couple has one daughter, 13-year-old Beth. She's a straight-A
1: student, she's very thoughtful, and uh, she's an angel to me.
0: Together the family loves spending time outdoors. But for Todd, he's most happy when he's on the river.
1: When I was on Boy Scouts, I started out canoeing then. It's just a stress reliever for me. I'll get Lisa and Beth to go with me at least once a year, and then um,
0: my buddies and I get to go on our own and have the guy time. But this family's idyllic existence is about to be blown right out of the water. One Monday morning in October, Todd is driving to work. I'm a little more
1: stressed because of my job. At times, um, running multiple projects.
0: I decided to go hit a job site that, that I had to go check on. But as Todd drives along, he's hit by an uncomfortable sensation. I started feeling this pain. My chest felt tight,
1: and so maybe it was a heartburn. No, maybe it's just being too stressed out. Uh, who, who likes Mondays? Nobody likes Mondays.
0: When Todd arrives at his job site, he heads inside to look for his crew. It's actually a four-story
1: building and uh, walking the stairs when I noticed that, you know, I'm starting to get out of
0: breath. And my chest just started getting tighter and tighter. Todd returns to his car and calls his wife Lisa for advice.
7: So I answered the phone and Todd sounded a little funny. He's like, oh, I've been having these chest pains. I said, well, go get it checked out.
0: When Todd arrives at the nearest urgent care center, he tells the staff he's having chest pains and is seen right away.
1: She checked my blood pressure, and that's
0: when she said, oh, your blood pressure's kind of high here. Todd has a history of high blood pressure and normally takes a prescription medication. That's when I started really
1: thinking about, well, I haven't been taking my blood pressure medicine uh, for the past five
0: or six days. The doctor suggests this is likely the cause of Todd's symptoms, but to be sure, she runs some additional tests. They did an EKG, they did a chest
1: x-ray, and uh, everything came back normal. I was thinking, well, that's it. So I just need to get back on my blood pressure medicine.
0: Over the next few weeks, Todd remembers to take his medication.
1: The chest pain started to subside, went away. Then one morning three weeks later, he's in the bathroom getting ready for work. So I was taking a shower. I was really needing to clear my chest. And as I was clearing my chest, and all of a sudden I coughed up and there was blood. But mostly he's phlegm. At that point I was like it's getting colder it's winter time you know the air is dry and maybe
0: it's just sinuses But by the next night Lisa notices that the congestion in Todd's chest has gotten worse
7: You know his breathing was just kind of labored mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah So that's scary that's a scary sound
1: Maybe I'm just getting a chest cold That's that's kind of just what I thought
0: for weeks, Todd tries to shake off his symptoms. But his congested cough lingers. A couple weeks later, I was uh, walking
1: a new job site. And in the middle of this conversation with my carpenter, I, I I
0: felt like I had to clear my throat. But as he does so, Todd gets a nasty shock. So I was not only coughing up blood.
1: It was more blood than phlegm. It was a lot more blood this time. If you can imagine what tapioca pudding looks like, except for red. and had these, these little bubbles in it, and it was just disgusting. It was gross.
0: The next day, Todd makes an appointment with his primary care physician. He recommended doing tests for TB and a chest x-ray. Everything came back negative. With no evidence to suggest anything more serious, the doctor suspects Todd is suffering from sinusitis. Sinusitis is a condition in which the cavities around the nasal passage become inflamed. The swelling causes difficulty breathing, and in severe cases, bleeding. The doctor prescribes Todd a seven-day course of antibiotics. After seven days of taking them, nothing changed. And by now, Todd's wife Lisa is getting worried.
7: So I told him he needed to go back, and they need to figure something else out. This isn't getting
0: any better. At Lisa's insistence, Todd contacts his primary care physician and is referred to a pulmonologist. He said, "Coughing up blood. You've already had a chest x-ray.
1: We're going to do a CT scan." Following the test, the specialist reviews the results with Todd. And he walks in the room and I could tell look on his face that it wasn't wasn't good. He said, "Your CT scan, I've noticed Mass in your lung. I was very scared. Right off the bat, I just thought the worst. I thought I had cancer, you know. I remember just thinking, man, why? You know, I mean, I've never smoked.
0: Why is this happening to me? At this point, Todd's case is handed to thoracic surgeon, Dr. Melanie Edwards
8: symptoms could have indicated tuberculosis, but he tested negative, so we were worried about a possible cancer.
0: The only way Dr. Edwards can be sure the mass is cancerous is to remove it. But the surgery comes with risks.
8: The lung would have to be deflated. There would be a risk of the lung collapsing after the operation. There's a risk of bleeding. There's a risk of pneumonia.
0: That night, Todd explains the situation to his wife, Lisa.
7: After all these years, when you hear him talk about dying, it was tough. It was tough.
1: I guess you always think the worst. Beth, that was one of the biggest things, not being there for her,
0: watching her grow. A few weeks later, Dr. Edwards removes the mass from Todd's lung and immediately sends it to pathology for analysis. It reveals something unexpected.
8: Todd's mass was not a tumor.
0: In fact, the contents give doctors a shock.
8: I saw innumerable small objects. They were eggs.
0: Inside Todd's lungs, something is alive. Something that's taking a potentially deadly toll on his body. When Todd Bricker started coughing up blood, doctors thought he had lung cancer. But now an exploratory operation has revealed something far more unusual.
8: Todd had Paragonimus kellicotti, a parasite also known as the lung fluke. I had not ever heard of that.
0: No idea what that was. Lung fluke is a type of parasitic flatworm which invades the lungs of humans and other animals. Inside Todd's body, lung fluke flatworms are devouring his lung tissue and breeding, leading to his chest pains, bloody sputum, and his lung mass.
1: It was terrifying to realize that I actually had a creature
9: living inside my body. Lung flukes can live in the human body for up to 20 years. They're able to go this long without being detected because the symptoms they trigger develop slowly over a long period of time. But as the lung fluke colonies grow, the parasites can migrate out of the lungs and into the central nervous system, causing bleeding in the brain, seizures, and even death. That means
0: the tapioca-like substance Todd was coughing up in his sputum was in fact the lung fluke's eggs. That's crazy to think of. that's why I was coughing off all that blood. I was really creeped out. I was really creeped out. But how did Todd contract lung fluke?
9: The life cycle of the lung fluke begins when an infected mammal passes the fluke's eggs in its saliva or feces. If the eggs land in freshwater, they hatch and then cling to the first of three hosts, the aquatic snail. Inside the snail, the parasite matures before emerging to find its next host, a freshwater crustacean. The life cycle is completed when a third host, a human or animal, eats an infected crustacean raw or undercooked.
8: Paragonimus kellicotti is common within the Missouri rivers. Testing has shown uh, Pretty high incidence of paragonimus infection in local crayfish. River trips are common activities, and that's why it spreads.
1: So the doctor comes in and asks, "Are you a fisherman?" I said, "No, not really." Well, do you like going on canoe trips? Yes. He goes, "Well, have you ever ate a crawfish before?"
0: And that's when it hit me.
7: Todd is eyes got like this big and his blood pressure shot up.
0: Todd thinks back to his canoeing trip the previous summer. My buddy caught a crawfish and dared me to eat one.
1: It was the worst mistake I ever made.
7: I was just like, bam, it was all you. (laughs) All you, buddy.
0: Todd's surgeon removes the parasite and he is given oral antiparasitic therapy in case of any lingering infection. Today, Todd is parasite-free and his experience hasn't put him off the outdoors. This would not stop me from taking canoe
1: trips. Just love to get out there on the the river.
7: Nothing's changed, we'll still go camping, canoeing, but he just won't eat anything. He'll bring his own hot dogs.
1: (laughs) Surviving means everything,
9: so I feel blessed. According to the CDC, To avoid becoming infected with lung flukes, freshwater crustaceans like crab and crayfish should be cooked to at least 145 degrees Fahrenheit. And anyone who thinks they may have contracted lung flukes should seek medical advice immediately.
0: Thankfully, infection with lung fluke is rare and cases are isolated. But what happens when you catch a disease in the middle of an outbreak?
3: It's really one of the worst feelings I've felt.
10: I was shocked. No one in my home state I've ever heard of having it. Tucson,
0: Arizona, is home to young husband and wife, Bryce and Nikki Bonnet.
3: We started out as really good friends. It's been the best relationship I've, I think, in my entire life.
10: I would always compare other girls to her. One day I woke up and got a little smarter and realized, well, that's, that's probably the woman for me.
0: Bryce is a machinist at an aerospace firm, and Nikki is a clinical researcher. The pair have been married for just over a year.
3: Our wedding was a fairy tale. Our, our honeymoon was even better.
10: We decided to go to Ocho Rios, Jamaica. Jamaica was a blast. Then having Nikki by my side made it that much better.
0: But this young couple's hopes and dreams for married life are about to be shattered. June 2016. Bryce and Nikki returned to Arizona
10: after their honeymoon.
3: We were going to use that day to, to really try to get caught up because we both had planned to return to work right away.
10: I'm usually the type of person where I get home, I want to unpack everything, wash clothes, and whatnot. While I was unpacking, I felt really fatigued. I didn't feel feel like myself. I just figure maybe a long flight, running on, not very much sleep. Bryce struggles through the day, and by the evening he's feeling worse. I had a stiff neck, my shoulders were sore, my elbows are sore, my knees started to get achy. But the couple dismisses the symptoms.
3: Maybe it's just jet lag, he'll be fine, he'll go to bed tonight, wake up, and be fine the next day.
0: The next morning, Bryce returns to work for the first time in two weeks, but he quickly starts to wish he'd stayed at home.
10: I was having a really hard time concentrating. The lights felt bright. I started to get a headache. There's a lot of pressure behind my eyes, which made it hard to focus. And for Bryce, the end of the day can't come soon enough. My headache's getting worse by the second.
0: Once back home, he takes a pain reliever and goes straight to bed. The next morning, Bryce wakes up and starts getting ready for work.
10: You know, that day I realized, man, I'm I'm really having a hard time putting my contacts in. I could barely even touch my eyes. It was just almost like my finger was a needle. Just a ton of pressure.
3: I uh, asked him if he felt okay, if he just needed to rest for the day
0: but Bryce insists he has to leave.
10: I didn't have any vacation days left, so I was gonna do everything I could to be at work.
0: At the office, Bryce tries to concentrate,
10: but his mind soon starts to wander. Everything around me kind of seemed hazy. Uh, My memory started to get a little bit foggy. At this point, to be honest, I really didn't know what was going on. Maybe, Maybe I'm coming down with the flu.
0: At home that evening, Bryce tries to settle into his normal routine.
3: We were watching a show, something funny, uh, something Bryce would absolutely find hilarious.
0: But Nikki can tell something is off.
3: I found myself laughing, and he really wasn't. I started observing him. He looked like he was in a haze. It was almost like like the lights were on, but but nobody was really home.
0: By the following morning,
10: Bryce's condition is even worse. I woke up the next day and I felt like I got hit by a truck. I could barely get out of bed.
3: I walked into the bedroom um, to him kind of rolling around in the bed in what appeared to be agonizing pain.
0: And Bryce is now developing signs of a fever.
3: His temperature showed um, to be 101 and I said we need to go see a doctor. He didn't have any more vacation left, he said. It's going to pass. I'll beat this. It's fine.
0: And to Nikki's disappointment, for the
10: fourth straight day, Bryce drags himself to work. So I felt like I could deal with it on my own with over-the-counter prescriptions.
0: At the office, Bryce tries to manage his fever with medication, but it doesn't help. It was very difficult to get through it. And by now, some of Bryce's coworkers are suspecting something is wrong.
10: My boss, he could tell just just by the way I looked that I wasn't feeling well. And uh, he said, you know what, go ahead and you know, take it easy today. But before Bryce leaves, his colleague makes
0: a strange observation.
10: He said, wow, that, that Jamaican sun's really doing you well. You know, you're looking darker by the second. I haven't gotten any more sun. You know, why would my skin be getting darker? I went to the bathroom I looked at myself in the mirror and I realized, wow, that's kind of weird. I do look a lot darker. It's almost like a, a really dark orange tan. Later that
0: evening back home, Bryce examines his skin again.
10: I realized that I, I have a rash on my forearms, on the tops of my legs, uh, even on my belly. Parts of my job, I'm I'm around a lot of different kinds of chemicals. I figured it was potentially maybe just an allergic reaction.
0: But by the next morning, the rash is even worse. By now, Nikki has seen enough.
3: I told him that having a rash with a fever um, is possibly something more than just a flu or an allergic reaction, and I drove him to urgent care.
0: At the front desk of the clinic, Nikki checks in while Bryce waits in the car. But as she's speaking to the triage nurse, she runs into a problem.
3: She was adamant that I could not bring my husband into the building. Because he had a fever and a rash, she thought it could be contagious and she wasn't willing to put the staff at risk of catching whatever it is that he may have. So who can we turn to next?
2: you have an Airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host
0: for the past few days Bryce Bonnet has been suffering from fever and a rash now due to the alarming nature of his symptoms an urgent care facility refuses to treat him Bryce's wife, Nikki, is stunned.
3: Now we're having an urgent care facility turn him away. Really terrified me.
0: Back in the car, Nikki tells Bryce that they should go straight to the ER, but he refuses to go.
10: I'm not a huge fan of hospitals. They just feel so uncomfortable. So any chance I can to, uh, to avoid it, I'll take that route. And I just thought, you know, we'll, we'll go home. Mr. rash going to be gone in the morning. Whatever, it is what it is.
3: It was really a struggle for me. I felt like my hands were kind of tied behind my back, and I felt like I was failing as a wife, and, and this was my first week on the job. Um, and it, it, it's really one of the worst feelings I've felt. Ooh, that's going to make me cry. Sorry.
0: Nikki reluctantly brings Bryce home, hoping that his condition will improve overnight.
10: But by the next morning, that clearly isn't the case. I went and looked in the mirror and I was like, man, this is, this is really severe.
3: This rash had taken over his entire body. I wanted him seen and under a doctor's care as soon as possible. We needed to go to the hospital.
0: At the emergency room, an attending physician takes Bryce's medical history, including any recent foreign travel his honeymoon to the Caribbean raises an immediate red flag.
3: The ER doctor notified us that there are foreign-born illnesses that come out of Jamaica.
0: The doctor runs a series of tests for malaria, dengue fever, and valley fever.
3: He was finally being tested. Um, I remember thinking, okay, there they go, and we're gonna get our answers really soon.
0: After a 13-hour wait, the doctor finally returns with the results.
3: He said, "Uh, well, Bryce, um, the good news is is we know what's going on. The bad news is you have measles.
0: Measles is a highly contagious virus that starts with flu-like symptoms and develops into a blotchy red rash. It's most common in children. However, adults can also contract the virus. But
10: Bryce's diagnosis is confusing I did have my measles vaccine, so I was definitely surprised.
3: The doctor then explained that sometimes those fail.
0: Bryce is told to stay home for a week while he remains contagious. Nikki listens to the doctor's advice, but she's left with a nagging feeling that something isn't right.
3: The next morning, I was going over the paperwork the doctor had given us. Bryce had shown that he was positively immune to the measles. In that moment, I just knew it's not measles, It's this is something else.
0: Panicked, Nikki calls the county health department for a second opinion, but is immediately transferred to the Center for Disease Control.
3: They have access to hospital records and they indicated that they too believed that this was something else they were going to need some more samples from Bryce. But at this point, they indicated a severe rush on things. This is the CDC, they see tons of infectious diseases and they were going to rush the test.
0: The next day, a representative from the CDC calls Bryce with the results.
3: I think this is the peak of my panic.
0: For the past week, Bryce Bonnet has been suffering from a mysterious condition with flu-like symptoms. Now, the Center for Disease Control has identified the culprit. He confirmed that I had Zika. Zika is a mosquito-borne virus that can also be sexually transmitted. Inside Bryce's body, the virus is racing through his bloodstream, causing his fever, joint pain, eye pain, and rash. Zika is not usually considered serious in adults, but it can pose a deadly threat to unborn children. In 2015, an outbreak in Brazil triggered a global pandemic.
9: Zika is a terrifying virus for several reasons. For one, it's incredibly hard to detect. Researchers estimate that only 20% of sufferers show any symptoms, and even when they do, those are often misdiagnosed as the flu. The virus is also endemic to some of the world's most populous regions, helping it to spread quickly. But perhaps the most frightening thing about Zika is the devastating consequences it can have for pregnant women. Dr. James Nodler is an expert in reproductive medicine.
4: Zika is a um, terrible virus for people who are trying to become pregnant. It's associated with a higher rate of miscarriage But definitely the worst-case scenario for uh, women that contract Zika virus is having an affected child. It can cause microcephaly, which is a small head in the infant, uh, which can lead to uh, problems with seizures, uh, severe mental retardation, and even death in infants.
0: Following the 2015 outbreak, the CDC issued travel
4: warnings for much of the Caribbean, South America, and even parts of Asia. The biggest misconception, I think, around Zika virus is that it's no longer a problem, which is a mistake
10: uh, because Zika virus is very much alive. I was shocked that I had Zika. No one in my home state I've ever heard of having it.
3: We were terrified. We really didn't know what we were up against.
10: Our understanding of Zika is still evolving,
9: but at the moment, it's thought that the highest risk for spreading the disease comes in the first two weeks after symptoms begin. But research has shown that the virus can survive in the male reproductive tract for up to six months. So that means that if a man is exposed, a couple should wait at least six months before trying to conceive.
4: There is no uh, treatment or cure for Zika virus, uh, which is also really scary. That's something that we're currently working on. Slowly, Bryce and Nikki
0: realized the awful reality of their situation.
3: Our plan was as soon as we get home from our honeymoon, we wanted to start a family. Zika uh, really shattered that for us.
10: We were instructed to, to hold off on family planning for at least six months, a minimum of six months.
3: Um, and I began to cry. It was heartbreaking.
0: Nikki is tested for Zika and is thankfully given the all clear. And although there is no cure, Bryce is given a treatment plan to manage his symptoms.
10: I was prescribed more pain relievers and antihistamines. I was told to stay home to make sure that I'm not spreading it.
9: Zika is spread mainly through the bite of the Aedes mosquito, and outbreaks have been recorded in Central Africa, the Americas, Asia, and the Pacific. Although the United States is not considered to be an endemic area, the Aedes mosquito does live in parts of the south, such as Florida and Texas. The CDC advises that pregnant women, or anyone planning to start a family, avoid travel to areas experiencing an outbreak, and to minimize the risk of getting bitten by infected mosquitoes by wearing DEET-based insect repellent.
0: Today, Bryce feels back to his old self again.
10: All signs and symptoms have cleared out. I'm back to full-time work. Life's great.
0: And now, Bryce and Nikki are looking forward to an extremely happy
3: event. The good news is Bryce and I are expecting a little boy. Um, So we were able to uh, follow our dream and we're starting our family.
10: Just having her by my side uh, made all the difference and I'm very thankful for it. I'm excited uh, to continue having a future with Nikki and growing our family. We
0: can take steps to protect ourselves from a virus like Zika. But what if you don't realize the threat to your health until it's too late?
6: The pain just felt like somebody was kind of carving away at the insides of my intestines. We're all kind of stunned
5: and we said, how could this actually happen?
0: Josh Gall lives in Saratoga Springs, New York.
6: My personality is that I'm, I like to think I'm very caring and I try to be as selfless as possible.
0: Josh works in the IT department of a local university. He has a wife and two little boys and maintains a close relationship with his parents, Tom and Lynn.
11: Since we live about six and a half hours away, we kind of treasure our time together as a family more than, than a lot of people might.
5: It's always something that we really look forward to. It's precious to us.
6: We like playing games, card games. We're not just family, we, we really are, I think, friends in the end.
0: But Josh's happy family life is about to come under attack by a foreign invader. It's summer, and Josh is in Washington, D.C. at a three-day work conference while his wife and kids are at home. But on the last morning, when Josh wakes up in his hotel room, something doesn't feel right.
6: I felt this pain in my lower abdomen. It just felt like really sharp gas. I think I just probably ate something that's not agreeing with my stomach. I didn't really think much of it because, I mean, we've all had gas before. I just thought it was something that would pass.
0: Josh suffers through the remainder of the day, and that evening travels home.
6: When I got home, my kids were already asleep. I saw my wife, uh, told her about the pain that I was going through. She suggested I take some Tums or something, and then I'll wake up tomorrow morning and everything will be fine.
0: The next day, Josh isn't feeling any better.
6: The pain in my stomach really just felt like somebody was kind of carving away at the insides of my intestines or my stomach. I was a little concerned.
0: Josh drags himself out of bed. His parents arrive later that morning, and he has a lot to do.
6: I kept saying, this will pass. Let's take some more Tums, maybe that'll help kick in. I pretty much just wanted to, you know, keep the day as normal as it possibly could be.
0: When Tom and Lynn arrive, Josh is struggling to hide his discomfort.
11: Josh was complaining about um, having a kind of a pain in the side.
5: I get stomach cramps every once in a while, and maybe he just ate something. So I don't get overly concerned, um, thinking that, okay, it's gonna be all right.
0: Over the course of the day, it becomes clear that Josh is suffering from more than gas pain.
6: I bent down to pick up one of my kids. It felt like somebody was almost like hacking at my lower body. Usually, if you have gas, it dissipates after a while. Um, This was not going away. I started to think, this might not be gas. This might be something else. But I... I had no idea what it could be.
5: You could tell just by the look on his face that maybe something wasn't right. He looked uncomfortable to me.
11: We both thought that he should go to the doctor.
0: For the past two days, Josh Gall has been suffering from stabbing pains in his abdomen. His family thinks he should seek medical attention. But Josh downplays his discomfort.
6: I didn't want to go to the doctor because I didn't want to be a burden.
0: For the rest of the day, Josh continues to take acids, hoping his pain will eventually subside. But the following morning, he faces a disappointing realization.
6: So I woke up Friday morning, and the pain, it just felt more intense. It felt like I had somebody on the inside kind of digging their nails into me and then digging them deeper, deeper, and kind of squeezing. Josh's pain wasn't going away. At that point, I had pretty much everybody in the house telling me, you need to go to the doctor.
0: Josh finally caves and seeks medical attention.
6: The doctor kind of did a regular checkup, you know, kind of looked at, you know, my ears, eyes, whatever and just pretty much asked me to describe the symptoms. Um, So I explained the pain to her and how it felt and and when it started, um, and that it had not gotten any better over the past three days. The symptoms I described to her pointed her toward diverticulitis.
0: Diverticulitis occurs when the bulging sacs in the lining of the large intestine or colon become infected or inflamed. Untreated, it can lead to sudden pain, nausea, vomiting, and constipation.
6: I didn't know anything about diverticulitis, but it was one of these, if that's my answer, I want it to be my answer so I can just take care of this and move on at that point.
0: To confirm the diagnosis, the doctor orders an MRI of Josh's abdomen. What it shows is alarming.
6: I remember her explaining to me that it looks like there's some kind of problem down near my pancreas, whether there was like a a gap or a hole or something that looked like there was kind of an infection or something. They were concerned because of its proximity to my uh, pancreas. They wanted to send me down to the hospital for evaluation and to determine if I needed surgery.
0: Josh is transported to the hospital. There, he's met by his parents, Tom and Lynn. When they first looked at the MRI image,
5: they they saw in that upper part of the intestine, they saw these pockets, which were unusual and almost looked like pockets of air, they said, and that's unusual to have in that area. Now we're worried because we didn't know what it might be. The emergency room doctor had actually indicated to us, he thought
0: it was a twisted bowel. A twisted bowel. when the intestines fold over themselves and create a blockage that prevents food and waste from traveling through the digestive tract. If enough pressure builds up, the intestine can rupture, leaking harmful bacteria into the abdomen. This can be life-threatening. The doctor explains to Josh he needs emergency surgery.
6: He said, we're going to have to get in there, untwist your bowel, and then you'll be back to normal.
11: We figured it was going to be kind of a routine thing. Probably wouldn't take that long to do.
0: But three hours pass, and Tom and Lynn are getting anxious waiting for news about Josh.
5: We're thinking, what's going on here? We thought it was going to be very simple. As it got longer, I think we're starting to get a little more nervous about what is going on. Finally,
0: the doctor arrives with an update.
5: He said we had to remove a section, you know, about a foot section of intestine. Now the
0: next question in my mind is always, why? Why did this occur? The doctor pulls out his phone and shows a picture to Tom and Lynn.
11: And um, we didn't really know what it was immediately. The first
5: thing that, that strikes you when you see this on a phone is it's pretty large. I'm flabbergasted by that.
11: It was kind of one of these things like... What is that?
0: Josh Gall has just had surgery on his abdomen. But when the doctor goes to talk to his parents, Tom and Lynn, he asks them a bizarre question.
5: He says, was Josh at a barbecue lately? First thing I'm thinking, is he asking because it was bad meat or bad fruit or something like that at a barbecue that would have caused you know this, this issue?
0: And we said, no, why? Then the doctor reveals the shocking cause of Josh's condition.
11: The doctor said Josh had a toothpick in his intestines.
5: We're all kind of stunned. And we
0: said, how could this actually happen?
11: It's something I would never want anybody to have to go through.
0: Inside Josh's body, the toothpick had perforated his intestine. The doctor explains in order to remove it, he had to cut out a foot-long section of the organ. As a result, for the next few days,
9: Josh will be fed through an IV and monitored closely. In 80% of cases where a foreign object has been swallowed it'll pass through the digestive system causing little or no harm. But if it becomes lodged, the consequences can be far more severe. And every year in the United States, roughly 1,500 people will die as the result of ingesting a foreign object. When Josh wakes up,
0: he's surprised to hear what happened.
6: When I heard that I swallowed a toothpick, I was amazed. I remember eating a club sandwich the Sunday when I was in DC, the first meal I had when I got off the plane. And I could have sworn I took the toothpicks out of the sandwich. I don't know if one of them broke off or if, but I have no idea how I did it. Clearly I did.
9: In the US, some of the more common things that adults swallow are the bones from fish and chicken. Swallowing a toothpick is pretty rare, but in a handful of cases, when people do, they can end up dying. Today, Josh is fully recovered.
0: We were thankful that he's okay.
11: I think that having all of us there, it was a blessing in disguise.
6: I was certainly glad that everybody uh, pushed me to go to the doctor. I think the thing that I appreciate most, above all, is we all love each other very much and we all look out for each other.
0: However, Josh says he's learned a very important lesson.
6: I need to slow down when I'm eating. I certainly have gotten more than enough text messages with pictures of toothpicks and food.
11: To this day, if we're sitting down eating dinner and we order sandwiches and there's a toothpick in it, we usually do a group selfie, Joe and the toothpick, you know, and all of us smiling. watch out, Josh.
9: The best way to prevent accidentally ingesting a foreign object is to always check your food carefully and to make sure to chew each bite thoroughly before swallowing.